What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Behind the Glass Sport Podcast. Sorry, sorry I have food in my mouth. When I did start my normal intro, Brandon malfunctioned, and apparently we're live. So you're just going to have to listen to me chew. There's no etiquette on this podcast whatsoever. So thank you guys for tuning in. Happy Saturday. Today's Saturday, right? We're not doing this on a Sunday? Brandon's well, still on the other side. What do you mean? It's Friday. I'm Stephen Priest. You know, this is why we could never be successful at this. It's because, one, you have no sense of time. Two, I have no sense of time. <laughs> and we just don't care enough. But we have fun. So I guess that's all that matters. <laughs> Anyways, we thank you guys for tuning in. Happy right. Saturday. Hopefully your weekend's going off to a great start. Uh, what? What? Well, what? Your mic just died. <laughs> what do you mean? My mic is fine. Oh, no, I can't hear you. The music's playing, but you just died. Check. It's on your end. No, it's on your end. <laughs> it's got to be on your end. It's got to. My levels are your going. Your audio just cropped out on you. My levels are going. I see the music playing on the live stream. My levels are going. <laughs> I, I can't hear you. How about now? Oh, there you go. What did you do? I don't know. Somehow I got muted on Discord. <laughs> okay. Can we can we can we rewind? Can we just start this over? All right, all right. Wait, 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 wait. Okay, ready? Yeah. And go. What's going on everybody? Welcome to the Behind the Glass Sports Podcast. Forget about the last 27 minutes that we just spent screwing up the pod brandon stole on the other side i'm stephen priest i got my goldfish in one cup i got my pickle juice in another cup i'm ready to rock and roll baby pickle juice yeah you don't like pickle juice no that's not i hate pickles pickles are gross what is they're, they're literally the worst things on the planet no one likes pickles you can't say i'm weird because no one likes pickles you're weird for liking pickles Ugh. See? Oh, that, 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 that's the good stuff right there. How do you not? I don't know why. What do you like? What do you eat? You don't like chocolate. You don't like pickles. You don't I like pickle food. juice. I eat. Pickle juice is I incredible, eat. actually. No. It really that's is. Disgusting. Too bad there's, there's no people in the chat. Because I would say, chat, do you like pickle juice? And most of them would say no. That's not. That's not true. That's not true. That is very true. Anyways, thanks for joining us today. We appreciate you guys listening. We got a lot to get to today, mainly Nuggets related because there's nothing really going on with the Broncos until, what, 20 to 25th? Something like that? So it's going to be a little bit before we get to that. But anyways, the Denver Nuggets make a trade for Eric Gordon last week. We talked about it. Did this put them over the top? Are they now a contender? And after three games, I'm not ready to say that they're a legit championship contender yet. But Aaron Gordon is the real deal. I'll say that. Uh, as the fourth option, he can put up an easy 10 to 14 points a night like he's been doing just off of cuts. Um, the only knock I have on him right now is his free throw shooting. He needs to get some bend in those legs. Like, 
he has a, he has the form to bring it up, and then it just goes straight Mason Plumley line drive right into the rim, and I'm just like, my god, just just a little bend, a little bend in the knees. Like I see you bend when you go up in 360 windmill. Could you just give me some bend when you're shooting a free throw? Outside of that, he has been really good, if not incredible, defensively. I think I didn't know because I didn't watch a lot of Orlando games. So I was on the side of, let me just wait and see. We have now three games under our belt. I'd say he's faced some pretty good competition. Um, there was times where he had to switch out on Trey Young versus Atlanta. Um, there was times where he had to take Ben Simmons. And he had the assignment of guarding Kawhi Leonard the entire night. And I would venture to guess that out of Kawhi's, what did he have, 25-something points the other night? Out of Kawhi's, let me see. Let me look at the exact number. Yeah, 24. 24 uh, points. 10 of 22 shooting. I would guarantee that 16 to 18 points of that came against other people. Maybe 14. But Aaron Gordon's first half against Kawhi Leonard was phenomenal. I mean, he was in his airspace the entire time. Now, Kawhi had a better second half, but there was no open shots. I think there was one time where Kawhi gave him a little shimmy. And then he got an open shot. But outside of that, everything was tough. Everything was contested. Um, there was times he had to switch out on Paul George. And, you know, oof, Paul George just looked bad. But It's not really a challenge. Okay, let's not be disrespectful. It's not <laughs> like we have to guard Chris Middleton here. See, now you have me slandering Chris Middleton. And Chris Middleton's a solid player. Not good, solid. There's a difference. Is there a difference? There's two poll questions we have to put out. Is good and solid the same thing? They're not the same. I'm not. We're not going down this loophole because that will take two hours and it'll never end. Actually, on most nights, Middleton's probably better than Paul George. I disagree. But anyways, Aaron Gordon. That's beside the point. Aaron Gordon has been every bit the defensive player that many that I trust have said he is, and. I think I don't know I don't know if they're better with Aaron Gordon than they were with Jeremy Grant last year. I think they're better offensively for sure. But I don't know if they're worse defensively. That's the thing. Because Gordon is stronger. He's not longer than Jeremy. I don't Gordon's were like six eight, six nine. How tall is Jeremy? Six nine, six eight? Like they're they're around the same height. So listen, he changes everything for the nuggets mm-hmm. uh team defense wise like this team we saw at least three or four shot clock violations against the clippers um because now it's not mpj that has to guard Kawhi, lebron those guys it's not uh will barton if he starts now it's aaron gordon now you can somewhat hide mpj and will barton i mean for as much as it's an experience and a roller coaster with him from game to game He's been playing really well defensively, and he started these games really well offensively. And you know what? He's your fifth option. So who cares? <laughs> he might even be your fourth option. And and Gordon might be your fifth option. Yeah, on some nights. On some nights, yeah. But this starting lineup, and I think we talked about it last week too, about who we would prefer starting. I don't know if it's as easy as saying Monte should start. Because this offensive, or this starting five... It is tough. Like, how do you, how do you help? <laughs> how do you, you, who do you double? Like, uh, of course they're going to double Jokic, but well, you can't double because every single one of those guys can shoot. For the most part, I don't know if Aaron Gordon has the consistency. I mean, he was at like thirty-eight to thirty-nine percent, I think, from three. 
Um, or he's, I, I think he's having a career year, actually. But it's not like you can just leave him out on the court no. and be like, all right, we're good. Well, and even if you leave him and someone closes out on him, he has the athleticism to get by you and dunk. Right. And he's so it's it's been a seamless fit because he can just cut in and he flashes in the lane and Jokic finds him. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's been I thought it was going to take some time, but his fit has been seamless. I think Will Barton is a huge key to this because he's been playing really well lately. Uh, I think there's too much. There's too many times where Will's like, hey, don't forget about me. Like, I'm here, too. Like, almost like proving like I belong here. But MPJ is playing out of his mind. I don't know how you guard this team um, because they're I think the stat is they're outscoring the the other teams by like 40 plus points. Um, the starter starter group that they've been when since they've been playing together with Aaron Gordon. It's been phenomenal. I'm excited to see more. But overall, I'm loving the trade. Yeah, no. And when the trade happened, I the, I think what because uh, we had Anthony, you know, tweet us and, and ask us uh, what we thought about the trade. And I don't remember exactly what I what I said, but I I thought he was a I thought he was going to be just as good of a fit as Jeremy Grant was, if not better. And it's because of the way he plays. Jeremy Grant wanted to do a lot of ball in his hands, drive it himself, take a mid range jumper, get to the rim, or take a three. Right? He needed the he not necessarily needed, but he wanted the ball in his hands. Aaron Gordon doesn't need the ball in his hands, and he doesn't necessarily want the ball in his hands. He is the perfect player to put alongside alongside Nikola Jokic. And here's the thing that the the reason why I think it was such an easy transition. Remember who he was playing with in Orlando. He was playing with someone who is essentially a poor man's version of Nikola Jokic, Nikola Vucevic. They're they're essentially the same player. Now, obviously, Jokic is a much better passer, right? It's not even close, but Vucevic can pass. I think he averaged, what, five, six, seven assists, right around that range, five, six assists. So he's a good passer, and he plays in a similar offensive way as to Jokic. So that transition, I don't think, was very very difficult as far as and, – and playing with Jokic is similar to playing with LeBron where it's easy to – if you do what you're supposed to do, if you cut, if, if you hit your shots, it's going to be – an easy transition to play with someone like that because they're so good and, and, and their IQ is so high that they do make you better. You know, it's not like, I think it's different when you have to play with a guy like Kobe Bryant or a guy like Michael Jordan, right? Where they're, they're not going to, as far as basketball IQ and as far as getting you the ball and getting putting you in positions to succeed they're not so much going to do that because they're they're a killer. They're going to go for theirs, right? And they're going going to do what they need to do. As far as playing with a guy like LeBron or a guy like Jokic, they're going to get you the ball. They want you involved, and they're willing to sacrifice a lot of their points and a lot of their shots to get you going because they know that you're going to be important in the late game, right? Two minutes, three minutes left in the game. They know if you're in rhythm and and you're having a good game because they got you involved early on, you're gonna play well later on. So it's it's an easy way of just playing basketball, and it reminds me of how when now obviously Aaron Gordon isn't Kevin Durant, but when Kevin Durant went to Golden State, some of the things that he said was very similar to what Aaron Gordon has said. It's easy to play with this team. 
the way they move the ball, the way they play basketball, it's a good way of playing. So coming in, it's 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 super easy because they played the game the right way. You're gonna get the ball, and and if you you know Aaron Gordon, he's not a selfish player. So it's just it, it makes everything so easy. And when we look at this team compared to last season, obviously the comparisons with Jeremy Grant and Aaron Gordon is a big deal, and that's what people are looking at. But I'll tell you this: Michael Porter Jr. is a completely different player. Will Barton didn't play, so when you when you take you're essentially adding a six foot ten scorer and becoming a pretty good defender and a great rebounder. And then you're adding Will Barton as your fourth or fifth scoring option who can handle the ball, who can run pick and rolls, who can hit tough shots. They, this team and their starting five is right there with Brooklyn as far as the, they are the two best starting fives in the, in the NBA right now. Now the Lakers, you can make an argument, but again, it's really LeBron and AD and that's about it, right? Andre Drummond helps them a lot and, and we can get to that later on. That's a big addition. But as far as starting lineups, offensive firepower in that starting group, it's Brooklyn at number one and it's Denver at number two. And it's 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 not even it to me, it shouldn't be a question. That starting five is the second best starting five in the league. Easily. So I like you said, I don't know how you guard this team. And the way MPJ is playing, he's he's the difference maker. And I think um uh, Stephen A, I, I, t- I retweeted what he said last night on his whatever new show that he said Denver's a problem. And yeah, Aaron Gordon's a nice, a really nice addition, but it's not, but he's not the reason why they're a problem now. It's Michael Porter. He, he has elevated his game to where they are officially, that's the big three. And that's the one of their one of two big threes in the league. And that's why they have the second best starting lineup. This team can can get to the finals this year. They can. It's going to be tough, obviously, going through the West, but they can do it. They 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 made the moves to where now you look at this team, and they are right there. They have joined that group with the two LA teams officially. Yeah, I agree. And when you look at this team, um, and I'll get to Michael Porter here in a second, but. You know, before the trade, it was like, okay, we know this is a good team, but there's still some matchups that you really didn't want to see. Like, even though Dallas is a seven seed, I didn't want to see Dallas. Right. It was a two LA teams by themselves. And then you had the group of Utah, Phoenix, Denver, Portland. Yeah. They were in that that group of four. Now, now that you have Aaron Gordon and he, he changes so much, I don't know if there's a team... I mean, outside of like, you know, the Lakers and the Clippers, and it's not like to disrespect, you know, Utah and Phoenix, because I think those are really good teams. And I think if Denver were to lock horns with any of those teams, that's a six game series, I think six or seven games. I wouldn't be shocked if it went that that long. But even like with Dallas, I don't fear playing Dallas anymore because now now you have a guy in Aaron Gordon who you can put on Luka. Now you can hide Jamal and put him on, you know, Tim Hardaway or, or whoever. And it's um, not like these guys are bad defenders, though. Like, yeah, w- we have to hide them, but Jamal's not a bad defender. And no, he's MPJ getting is, better, MPJ but... is not a bad defender anymore. He's solid. He's solid. 
He's solid. He's not good, but he's solid. <laughs> there's there's levels. <laughs> you know, it goes bad. You know, it goes from suck, bad, salt. No, average. It's average and solid are the same thing. No, solid no, no, average. No, 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 no. I would then say so, good. I would, say, I would say solid is better than same average. thing. Same thing. Look in the say, dictionary. They're synonyms. I, I I would say MPJ is an average defender right now. Maybe slightly below because he can't one on one go go one on one with you. No, but he's a great help defender. Well, I wouldn't say great, but he's a good help defender, and his length helps you a lot. And his rebounding is that. Oh, he's a top tier rebounder that, in the league. That changes everything because he's yeah. giving you one to two extra possessions a game. Exactly. The point is, is that MPJ has gotten better. Mm-hmm. So wherever he's at. Whether it's average, solid, good, wherever you want to put him, he's gotten better. He's not he's not necessarily a liability anymore. It's still not great. He still is not very laterally quick. He still has trouble closing out on but, guys. But neither, neither is Kevin Durant. And, and so I think when you well, look sure. at those, I think I think the comparison that you would give MPJ to is is Kevin Durant. Like that's I think mean, that's where his ceiling is Kevin Durant. Will he get there? I don't know. I, he, I mean, he but could. if he's you never know. if he's but, a step below that, but I, I would mean. say watch game one, or I guess watch his first game. I don't know if that was game one or not. Watch his first game and the game against the Clippers. How much he has gotten better from game one to now is incredible. Yeah. So imagine from game from now to the playoffs, or from now to. Two years from now, exactly, he's getting so much better. So fa- it's way faster than MP uh, than Jamal, way mm-hmm. faster than Nikola Jokic. It's because his talent level is so much higher than those two. His raw talent, and so when you're playing with guys like Nikola Jokic, Jamal Murray, who are players that can get the best out of you, he's getting so much better, so much faster. And then Michael Malone, as far as a development coach, is incredible so his development has gone from you know 10 percent <laughs> to about 90 percent right now as far as where he's going and the aaron gordon fit with mpj has been incredible now you got two of those guys because yeah. you add size you add length and all of a sudden the nuggets become a quietly big team mm-hmm. um mpj is 610 aaron gordon 6869 Will Barton's six six, you know, six five, six six, probably six six. Um Jamal's six four, six five. And then you have Jokic who's seven feet. So it's a big lineup, but they can switch. And the team defense has gotten so much better. It's not just effort, but Aaron Gordon makes up for so much. There was a play in the Clippers game. I don't know if you saw this play, but usually that's Paul Millsap on the weak side. And Zubots comes off the slip. And he's open. That's a dunk every time if it's Paul Millsap. Aaron Gordon comes and challenges it, blocks the alley-oop, and then it goes the other way, and I think it's a three. And I'm like, whoa, we didn't have that at all this year. We probably had it last year with Jeremy Grant, but I don't know if Jeremy makes that. I don't – yeah, I was going to say, I don't know if Jeremy makes that play either. Jeremy Grant was – and here's the thing. Jeremy Grant was a – I would say Jeremy Grant was a great one-on-one defender. He would go one-on-one with guys like Kawhi, LeBron – you know, even I don't know. See, he but the thing is, he couldn't really guard guys like Anthony Davis, right? Aaron Gordon, even though he's six foot eight, he's a natural power forward. Whereas Jeremy Grant wanted to play more on the wing. He's more of a three, and that's what he's doing in Detroit. So I think Aaron Aaron Gordon is a better 
he's just as good, I think, as a one-on-one player because it may be better because he can guard the guards. Jeremy Grant really couldn't do that. And he can guard the bigger guys too. He has more versatility as far as defending one-on-one. And I think he's a better help defender. As you said, I don't, I don't, I'm not sure. I wouldn't put it past Jeremy Grant to make that play. But Aaron Gordon can make that play, and he's a really, really good help defender. And that's something that they didn't have even last yeah. year. And as, when they play the Lakers and a guy like Anthony Davis, who, by the way, killed Denver because they didn't have anyone to guard Anthony Davis because they were putting Jeremy Grant on LeBron. Now you can put a guy like Aaron Gordon on Anthony Davis. He can switch with you on LeBron. And here's the other thing. I wouldn't complain with Michael Porter defending um, uh, Anthony Davis at this point. That's what I was going to say. I think I'd prefer Aaron Gordon be on, switch. on LeBron, and then you know MPJ would have to be on Anthony Davis, or I mean, I guess Jokic. I mean, depending on who the Lakers trot out, well, I guess it'd be Drummond at this point. So you'd probably want him on, on Drummond so, you know, to avoid foul trouble. But yes, the point is that they can switch. This team is now interchangeable. There's now things you can do that you weren't able to do before. You probably could do a little bit of it last year. And I think, you know, to your point that you just made, I think I forgot who said it. Um, it might have been Matt Moore or somebody like that when the trade first went down is that Jeremy Grant is a better probably individual defender than Aaron Gordon. But I mean, after what he did against Kawhi, I don't know. That might be a push. I don't know. (laughs) But um, I saw someone say, I feel like I saw that, that Aaron Gordon's a better team defender, though. And you see that they've they've become more athletic, more, more size now. And now there's more firepower on the offensive end. And it goes back to Michael Porter. I mean, Ryan Blackburn put out these stats. MPJ's true shooting percentage by month absurd. in December, absurd. 69%. January, 70.5%. February, 54.2%. March, 70.8% through 14 mm-hmm. games. And April, 75.8%. I mean, he had, I think it was 23 the other night. Um, and, and slowly, you're starting to see, too. Have you been noticing this trend? And it goes back to what I predicted in the beginning of the year. I thought Jamal was going to be this, the leading scorer. Now... Jamal's starting to take over the scoring rate, you know, and taking Jokic over the scoring. Like, Here you guys Jokic is just <laughs> and part of me kind of is bummed Enjoy. a little bit. He's gonna lose his MVP if I will that because I think his numbers will eventually go down. Yeah. But I think that I just don't want him to get into a mode where he's like, okay, now I can be passive again. Mm-hmm. I just yeah. don't want that. I don't think he will, but I just worry about that because there was times in that Clippers game where I was like, just you, just you go. Don't yeah. don't try and get it to just you go. I think part of that is them not getting in the ball. That's that LeBron effect. That, right. That's kind of what happens with LeBron is when you know yes. when you don't when you have so much talent around you, all of a sudden you're relying on these guys. But yeah. then some of these guys. But here's the difference. Jamal can close and I trust MPJ to hit a tough shot to, to win a game because he can do it. Is there any team that has, has, has better shot, tough shot makers and clutch shot makers on their team? Do I think that other than Brooklyn, other than Brooklyn, (laughs) I'm telling you it's Brooklyn. I think we can get to this in a little bit, but as of right now, we are in a collision course between Brooklyn and Denver right now. We got to wait and see what happens with the Lakers. I don't know if I'm ready I'm, to go there yet. But, well, the reason why we're on the collision course, in my mind, is because 
The Lakers right now, we just don't know. There's a lot of question marks with them as far as health. What happens when Anthony Davis comes back? Because his type of injury just doesn't go away, right? There's a reason why they said, oh, just a couple weeks, and it's been two months. Like, it's, it's one of those injuries where I think it's a matter of not if, but when something worse is going to happen with him. And as far as LeBron goes, I just, we're, there's, a, there's a good chance, a really good chance that Denver can, can jump over not just the Lakers, but the Clippers and force them into a 4-5. And if they get into a 4-5 in the first round, I wouldn't be shocked if the Clippers beat them because you're giving the Lakers barely any time to get going and to get that momentum. Because remember what happened last year? They would lose game one to, to Portland, and then they kind of figured things out. They lost one to um, Houston, and then they figured things out. And they had kind of an easy road to the conference finals. Whereas this year, it's not going to be easy unless they, get, unless they fall back and, and, and get maybe a seven seed. Then it might be a little bit easier because then they would have to play Phoenix. And it's like, okay, Phoenix is not ready to play that team. And so it might be, you know, that type of situation. But then you're playing either either the Clippers or the Nuggets in the second round. So it doesn't, you know, they're not going to have an easy road. And they had, when they got to Denver in the conference finals, Denver was coming off of two seven-game series where they were down 3-1 in both of them. They were dead tired. And the Lakers have been sitting around, had two easy series. I don't know if they even had a close game in those 10 games. Yeah, I mean, so, both the games were five game series. And really, I think the game that swung that series was the what was it, game three, Anthony Davis's buzzer beater. Yep. So, yep. I mean, if the, if the Nuggets win that one, I think they're up two one at that point. And at that point, it's it's any man's series. Right. It's um, a six, seven game series. So that again, like I said before, they were a one AD shot away from that being six games, probably seven games. And so if. And and by the way, that was Jeremy Grant and Mason Plumley. Do you think in a late game situation that Aaron Gordon is making that mistake? I don't know. I hope not. I mean, I hope we're not in that situation. Do, do you think that the, <laughs> that that JaVel McGee, if it was AD, if it was if it was Aaron Gordon and JaVel McGee, and I get JaVel McGee makes some stupid decisions, but he's been on championship teams, and we can get that to that in a little bit. But he's been on championship teams, so if it's Aaron Gordon and JaVel McGee. I don't think they make that mistake. I mean, I would hope not. I would hope not. But I think I'm just I'm just not ready to go there yet because I don't know if I'd still pick this team. It's a team. wait and see. It's a wait and see to see what happens with the Lakers right. because they're a question mark. I think right now, if you would have asked me before the trade, you know, if the Nuggets had matched up to the, with the Clippers, what would you think? I would probably think Clippers in five. Um, now, Denver in six. Uh, yeah. Denver and seven. It's a, it's a it's a massive mismatch nightmare for the Clippers. They just yeah. don't do not. It's well, not necessarily that they look. I think Denver might have a little bit more talent at this point, but the the Clippers do have Kawhi Leonard, and that's a big deal. And I don't think Kawhi Leonard would have a a bad game seven like he did last year. But I don't think he gets to seven anymore because it's a mismatch problem. And right now, the talent wise, I think it, it points to Denver. Well, part of it is they don't they don't have enough horses. Like that's where we're at with Denver. Right, right. Now it's how many teams have enough horses to match with Denver? Because now you, you have, have four guys. Right. You got three guys. One's an MVP candidate. Another guy is 
was bubbling. Even though he's <laughs> yeah, right, even though he's inconsistent at times, now it looks like Jamal has really started to assert himself. And you have to respect his late game heroics. You you just have to. I mean, he could be shooting six of sixteen, but all it takes is one fourth quarter, and it's oh man, we were up ten, and now we're gonna lose by three well, because the Jamal made went stupid. It close. And right. guess who closed it out? It was Jamal. Guess who said who shut the door? It, it was, was Jamal. Jamal. But then also, okay, so you you take away those guys. Okay, well now we need our third player to do something about MPJ, who <laughs> has elevated his game. This was one thing I was concerned about earlier in the years. You know, last year we saw it was either a dunk or it was a contested three. Right. There was no in-between games. Now they're running action for him. Now he's coming off of pin downs. He's shooting at the free throw line. Now he's taking guys off the dribble. He's strong. He's patient under the basket. He's not forcing it. And it's like, whoa, okay, now you got to deal with that guy. And then now you're a fourth guy. Okay, if you're falling asleep, oh, Aaron Gordon cuts in the lane, and there's Jokic finding him, and that's a dunk. 50-inch vertical alley right. you've done. Yeah. And then you have Will Barton, too, who you can't dis, you know, discount. But, I mean, Will Barton, we know, can score the basketball. Will, He's Will Barton of. is your Lou Williams that the Clippers had. Sure. But Lou Williams was our third guy. <laughs> that's, Will Barton that's can – he's capable of putting up 15 to 30 a night. Yeah. I mean, he, now 30 might now be a stretch, he, but – He's now that guy that's going to kill teams like uh, Rodney Hood killed Denver. Jordan or Clarkson. Would, or Jordan Clarkson. He is that role. He's no longer your third guy. And that's a huge – like, and, and it's what's crazy is Jordan Clarkson was their third guy. Rodney Hood was the third guy. It's no longer that. The third guy is MPJ, and and MPJ is a consistent twenty point scorer. Right. So so it's, it's no longer MPJ's a role guy. He's a he's part of the big three. He's a and, bona fide and, star, and now right. now it's to a point too where he can be the leading man in a night. Mm-hmm. Like it's not, it's not. There's no hierarchy with this team with the three main guys. It's not. I have to be the guy. Tonight. And there's no ego problem. No, and what makes it even more difficult is like, okay, offensively, we know that they're going to score. We can go score on them. Well, now not so fast because now with Aaron Gordon, it seems like everything has now changed. Now they're they're a better defensive team. At least through these three games, we've seen improvement. Now we have to see it throughout the rest of the season. You know, things can happen, but. This this trade has completely changed the team. And for the Clippers, I think it's it's now become a questionable matchup because the Clippers are kind of easy to guard offensively. And I say easy in in like a relative term in that they don't they don't rely on a lot of ball movement. For them, it's ISO stuff. I mean, yeah, they do their occasional pick and roll with Zubots and, and maybe they get a lob here and there, but for the most part it's Kawhi dribble, 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 get to the block, get to his spot and shoot a fadeaway. Or it's Paul George, dribble, 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 use a screen and shoot up a contested three or get well, to the basket. Well, that's what the Lakers are too. Right. And and so in a sense, you're kind of easy to guard in that way. Whereas with right. the Nuggets, they're best when the ball is moving. There's action. There's cutting. Stuff like that. I don't know who's ringing my doorbell, so I apologize for my dogs barking. But I just, this team has become different overnight a dangerous team overnight. And now when I just, I look at the Western standings and I'm like, who do I, who do I fear? Like, obviously, yes, I wouldn't want to play the Clippers. I don't want to play the Lakers, but now I feel way more comfortable. Um, if we had to play Utah now, I think it's, it's, I was thinking about this earlier today. I was like, okay, if you play Utah now, Donovan has to guard 
Jamal. It's a, hor- it's a horrible matchup. He, he has to guard Jamal because he can't guard anybody else. He, you're not going to put him on MPJ. You're not going to. I mean, maybe you could put him on Will Barton, but yeah. do you I mean, want him one to? Guy, you have to hide him on. Okay, but then who who's going to guard Jamal? I mean, I guess Royce O'Neal. But okay, so here's the thing, though. So obviously, <laughs> Gobert's going to have to guard Jokic, right? So we know that. Okay, and, and, Royce and O'Neal and Jokic has as historically killed Gobert. Sure, and then but Royce O'Neal is their best defensive player in the starting lineup. Well, do you want him on Jamal? Or do you want him, since he's a little bit bigger, 6'5", 6'6", do you want him on MPJ? Okay, if you put him on MPJ, well then, that, okay, you're going to put Bogdanovich on Jamal? Well then, then who, who's guarding Aaron Gordon? So, it's like they have to match up. Now, on the on the flip side, now Jamal has to guard, you know, Royce or uh, Donovan Mitchell. I mean, I well, guess he I, could guard Royce O'Neal, but... Will Barton and we always I I don't know if if you're the same way but I always forget that Will Barton did not play in that series. Will oh, yeah. Barton can guard Donovan Mitchell. The look I well, Will Barton drives me nuts. Guard. 99 99% of the time. I hate watching Will Barton play basketball on the offensive end. On the defensive end he's been really good. He's been really good. He's he's not he puts in the effort. And and that's the that's where I wouldn't I, I think it made it a little bit easier to say, okay, we're gonna trade Gary Harris because the way Will Barton's playing defensively. And and by the way, we could they could also say, you know what, Will, you're coming off off the bench now. We're gonna put PJ Dozier on. Yeah. With Will Barton, it's an experience. You have to accept Will Barton's good. Yes. With his bad. Like, it's just, we have to get to the point as Nuggets fans, and I get there's a lot of Nuggets fans that like to crap on Will Barton every game. His his mistakes are glaring. When they're when they're there, they're glaring. I mean, and it's not just one time. No. It's like a three-minute stretch where he, it's like, they oh come in God, jumbo pack. Down. <laughs> it's like he's he's Costco when he gives out his mistakes. It's a turnover. It's a bad shot. It's a foul. And it's like, okay, this is the stretch of the game where Will Barton is going to go stupid nuts and not in a good way. I forget when it was, but it happened in that Clippers game. And I was like, okay, Malone, please call timeout. We need to just settle him down. Right. But then on the other end, he's he makes tough threes. He's getting to the basket. If there's one thing you can respect about Will Barton is that when things are stagnant and the ball goes to Will Barton – you can He'll guarantee he's going to try and make something happen. So you can respect that. But he's, he's either going to make it worse or he will help. Right. It's either it's high risk and deathly <laughs> reward. Fatal. Like terminal risk. Like that's that's what it is. You either, you're literally going big or you're going home with Will Barton in the ball right. in his hands. Right. But I think the Nuggets enjoy that about him. And, you know, every team needs one of those guys that's a little unhinged and kind of on the edge. You will need, Barton you, is that guy. You need your J.R. Smith. Right, and he's that guy. And then you have four steady horses around him. Well, three, uh, Aaron Gordon, but Aaron Gordon just fits the... He He's literally a perfect fit. Yeah. Like, he's literally... This offense and what he's asked to do was designed for a player like him of his skill set. He's a great athlete. He's a great cutter. He's so solid within that mid-range area. And it's not just like... Because Jeremy Grant was a good fit too. But it's not just he's a great fit. He wants to be that piece. That's his game. Whereas for Grant, it was like, okay, you fit this. You you can be this type of player, and we need you to more. be this type of player, and you can fit. But then he was like, well, 
yeah, I can be that player, but I want to be more. Aaron Gordon's had his chance to be more. He has realized he doesn't, he, he's not that guy, and he wants to win. He's gotten to that point, whereas now Jeremy Grant's going through that in Detroit. He knows he can be that player. He's being that player in, in Detroit, but they're winning, you know, one every 10 games. Yeah, the ball gets swinged to Mason Plumley, and he's shooting a line drive three <laughs> that has a curveball to the right. So he's, right. I don't know. Aaron Gordon's gone through that. He's gone through those days with, with Orlando. So now it's time for him to accept the type of player that he is and the type of role that he's in. And he's great. Not only is he great at it, but he loves it. And that's the difference. He's loving where he's at. He's loving what the what role he's playing in. He doesn't need to be the one, the number one guy, the number two guy, or even the number three guy. He's like, hell, I'll be the number six guy. Well, even if even if he I'm wanted really to, exactly I think I want to do. Even if he wanted to, I think he knows. Like, I'm not better than Jokic. <laughs> right. I'm not right. better than Jamal. And you see right. MPJ, who's a walking unicorn. And can you really say with a straight face, like? Oh, I'm better than that guy. Like, I think Jeremy no. Grant was like, oh, I'm better than MPJ. And I Which at the it. time? At the time he was. Yes, because now you see what he's doing, and MPJ wasn't doing that last year. Mm-hmm. Now there's flashes where you're like, okay, he can do that, like the Indiana game right. and all those games. Like he can do that, you know, coming down the floor, sticking a three in LeBron's face in the bubble, and you're like, oh, well, yeah, he has that. <laughs> but now he's now he's doing it every night. Right. And now it's a legitimate thing. He still can't catch, but now he's doing it. So I'm I'm still waiting for that like welcome to the NBA game because Jamal you don't think had he's had it, it yet? No, because Jamal had it when he put up 48 against Boston. Remember that? That was what? That wasn't well, last maybe year. like I don't I don't think he needs I'm, that. I think team. I think the media and teams realize that it, like maybe he hasn't had one of those games where he scores. 40, well, 50. I'm not saying I'm not saying like the league recognize him. I'm just saying as far as him on that on this team saying I can put up 50. Jokic has yeah. had it. Jamal's had it. He can do it. He just hasn't had it. I'm waiting for that game where Jokic and Jamal just say, "Dude, you're going nuts. Go at it. Go. Yeah, just just go." Well, that was the other night against Atlanta. I mean, he was he came out and he was just wiping the floor with those guys. Or was it Atlanta or was it? Who do we play yeah, after I Atlanta? Think, I think you still have an uh, – yeah, it was against – I believe it was against Atlanta. But or was I, it I Philly? It was, one of the two. It's still one of those things where it's like Jamal and Jokic will still be like, okay, our turn. Whereas I'm waiting for that day where that game where Jamal and Jokic just say, all right, we're just going to sit back and watch you play. And, and I, I think we'll get that next year. Yeah. Um, but I'm, I'm still waiting for that game. That like uh, – that game where you you see okay MPJ can he's not just able to be a star, a, a third guy on, on this team you know a third star part of the big three but it's oh he can be the he, he can, can be, be a the, guy a big one he <laughs> the can guy. be the guy yeah and, and I'm waiting for that game because we know he has a talent I'm just waiting for that game to happen to where Jokic and Jamal say all right you go you you're the you're number one yeah. For, for and, this game. You know, it's funny because we talk about all this, but you know what the best part about this is? Is at the end of the day, when there's a minute left and it's the fourth quarter, and there's, right. you know, it's tied, you're down three, up three, and you need to close out the game, they're going to the two man game. Jokic is waving his big paw to tell everybody, pack over there, Will, shut up, hide over there. You're not touching yeah. the ball, William. And then it's, okay, Jamal, let's go. 
that's the best part of every game is when it's those two because then it's magic and then it's okay you you don't help on jamal that's that's a tough bucket okay Jokic has the switch good luck six four point guard as he puts his armpit hair up your nostrils and drops in a floater it's just i i don't think i've seen a more talented nuggets team in the years that i've been watching the nuggets since 03 since Melo came in i don't think there's been a more talented team and maybe i should say maybe i should narrow it down a more talented starting five mm-hmm. at the the um 57 there's win been, team there's been deeper teams right like that 57 win team that got bounced in the first round against uh golden state yeah that team they're, they're not they wouldn't have a chance against not this team close. um last this, year's team this is a championship team there's a difference that 09 team was a championship team this team is a championship team now the problem is you're looking across, and there's a bunch of championship teams. There's the Lakers, and there's the Brooklyn Nets. You could even say the Clippers, but they haven't done anything to, you know, they they have Kawhi. He's the only one that's done anything. They have Kawhi, Ty Lue, Rondo. They have championship well, well, yeah, pedigree. Rondo. They have they have yeah they have championship guys. They just haven't done anything. The Nets, true, haven't done anything, but we all expect they're gonna be there. They're, they're just gonna unfair. Be the yeah. Right there, it's it's good luck, Giannis. It's sorry. Oh yeah, like, that's that's done in five. Nobody's nobody's coming out of the East. That's not Brooklyn. <laughs> like, I'm just, I, I would not be, I'd be shocked if a team took the Nets to six. I'd be shocked. I'd be shocked if anyone got them to five. Like I think they would beat Milwaukee in five, but I would be shocked if Milwaukee got them to five because yeah. they're just. How do you like? We talk about how can you help on the nut? Who do you double? How do you how do you who do you help on with you Brooklyn? Can't. You do you, it's either KD, Kyrie, Harden, Joe Harris is in the corner, and they don't even need a fifth. You can just play four on five, and they'll probably still beat you. So that's the thing with them, and that's why I put them ahead of Denver as far as that starting five. Because does Denver have maybe a deeper team than the Nets? Yes, but the but but Brooklyn has the higher talent. They have they three have, surefire Hall of Famers. Yeah. And look, I can make an argument that the Nuggets have three Hall of Famers on their team right now, but we just don't know. Like they're not, one. They're not there. They're not there yet. Whereas the the net the the Nets have three guys, not just future Hall of Famers, but in their still in their prime, you know, or at the very end of their prime. But they're still there. And they they're not just still, Hall of Famers, but they're three of the most gifted scorers in the modern era. Right. Right. So that's the difference. But when you go down the list. And you you go through the West and you say, okay, who has a better one than the Nuggets? Okay, the Lakers do. I would say that's about it. Um, okay, who has a better two than the Nuggets? The Lakers. The Lakers. Okay, <laughs> who has a better three? Nah, that's where you hit the problem. <laughs> no one. Who has a better four? That's no where one. You hit the who problem. has a better five? No one. Who has a better six? And Mon- by the way, Monte Morris hasn't played. Monte or Javel, <laughs> so, and or Javel. So, so that's the thing. And and we can get to Javel now that you brought him up because even though he hasn't played, he is going to have. He's going to win the Nuggets a couple playoff games. He's a guy where he brings in that championship experience. He's been there, done that, and he's going to help. Ironically enough, he's going to help them settle down in moments. And and I think that's where, especially defensively, 
when when they can't stop anyone, I think Malone will have an opportunity to say, okay, you know what, we're gonna put Javel in here because Gobert is killing us right now, and and Javel will will nix that and it'll be over in in a heartbeat. So and and by the way, I think Javel like Aaron Gordon, look, Javel can't shoot like Aaron Gordon, but Javel can do the same exact things that Aaron Gordon can offensively. He can cut, he can roll, and he's going to get a lot of alley-oop dunks from guys like uh, Jokic, like Monte Morris. He's going to be a big piece in, in that second unit. Uh, I, I, I'm not sure why Malone just said he hasn't had opportunities. Well, he said after the last game he has to get him in and that he talked he with JaVale. He, he, he needs to get him in. He needs time to get with the guys. Um because that second unit, even though the starters come in and just like kick the floor with the first team every game, these past three games, the second unit comes in and it's like, woof, okay, now we're going to let them back in the game. Yeah. But has been brutal. I'm sorry. He's, he's been he's, He has good moments. He has moments. And then he has moments where it's like, oh, but he has moments. His moments are very impactful. His good moments are very impactful moments. Defensively. It's energy yes. moments. Yes. Um, now he 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 does find guys I think in a way that Jokic can as well. He's he's a good floor general, uh, but the problem, though, he's the a problem, liability. The problem, offensively though, and when, defensively. Yes, he can find guys. He has good vision. But I don't think he has the talent that Jokic does to get them the ball, right? Or the height too. Like Composo sees him. It, it's like a quarterback in that right? Like um like you can have a high IQ, like Mac Jones. He has a high IQ. He can he can see the play happening, but does he have the arm to get the ball there like a Zach Wilson or a Trevor Lawrence or a Justin Fields? No. Or a Trey Lance? No. But he has IQ to see it happening. That's like composite where I he sees it and he can he know he can he, he feels like he can get the ball there. But it just can't get there either on time. The, the physics and the external factors matter for him. He has to right. have the perfect angle to be able to get the ball through. Right. Whereas Jokic, it doesn't matter. Yeah, he just he throws sees it, over it, it can happen. <laughs> yeah. Um, but no, I think I think JaVale, you mentioned he's going to be a key in the second unit. If the, if the Nuggets get matched up against the Lakers, I would not be shocked if JaVale McGee starts. Right. That's, because yeah. you would put him on Anthony Davis. You would put Jokic on Drummond. You have Aaron Gordon on LeBron. You have MPJ on whoever their well, other guy is. I'll say this. Don't move Aaron Gordon to the bench. You go Jamal, MPJ, Gordon, uh, Jokic. You know what I'm saying? You, you'd switch out Will Barton or Monte. That's a massive, whoever's. That's a massive lineup. So that, that's, who you're, that's who you'd play. But I think yeah. that, that McGee pickup is going to pay dividends down the road. Now, when, it'll, it'll when pay dividends against Utah. Uh, I think it's Phoenix, specifically for the Lakers. The Lakers. It, it's really for the Lakers. I think it's specifically for the Lakers. But it'll help against those other teams, those other big teams. It'll help against Dallas. That's one where they throw Boban out there. Okay, McGee, <laughs> save us. Yeah, you're not going to kill us anymore, <laughs> Boban. We're tired of you kicking us around all the time. Right, that's, that's that move. That's that move. But he's – I'm curious to see him play. I mean, we know what JaVale brings. I mean, he's not going to do anything out of the ordinary, but I think he'll bring an element – to this team that they hadn't had that they need specifically against the Lakers. Um, but that second unit, I mean, once you get Monte back, then it's going to be a question of, okay, who sits? Because Paul Millsap has actually played really well in the second unit. 
He, he fits um, perfectly in the second unit. Jermichael Green, even though he's been hit and miss since he's come back, um, he can stretch the floor still. Um, so it's like him and Paul, they're, they're almost kind of interchangeable in a way. Yeah. Um, so then it's, and, and PJ Dozier, he's kind of been up and down. I think they really need Monte in that second unit. Um, that way he, he doesn't necessarily like, we know PJ can handle the ball and he's, he's generally a good decision maker, but these past few games, he struggled a little bit, but I mean, if you, Mike and Pazzo is playing so many minutes, right. But if there's, if, if you had a lineup, a second unit, you know, say it's, you know, JaVale starts. And you can bring in Monte, Will Barton, PJ Dozier, um, and then it's you know Jamichael Green or Paul Millsap. Who am I missing right. that would play? I mean, maybe both of those guys would play in that lineup, and that's your five in Composo sits. So this team think, is is I very think interesting. Composo will sit come playoff time. Oh yeah, he he won't get a. I mean, unless it's a blowout, he's yeah. he's not going to get minutes, or unless there's and, foul trouble. Yeah, and I think they'll go towards an eight man lineup. So especially with how good this starting five is. I think you go eight, uh, and a ninth guy maybe get a couple minutes at the end of the first half type of thing. So I think your eight would be Monte. Um, depending on who you're playing, Javel slash Millsap, Green, and Dozier. But I I, I think, oh man, I it, it gets. It gets tough. Your, it, it might be tough. JaVale. It might be JaVale and Jamichael are matchup based. Yeah, That's, that might be it. That might be it. Or even yeah. PJ Dozier to an extent. You know, maybe it's PJ that's that's a victim right. of that because if you need more wing help, then it'd be it would be Jamichael Green or Dozier. Um, if you need more guard help, like if you're playing Utah, then like okay, let's go. Well, let's look at the standings. Who would they play right now? Uh, they well, they're play. they're back at five because the Lakers won last night. Okay, let's say, but they're they're okay, between four and five. If they win tomorrow, they'll be back at four because they have the tiebreaker of the. Of let's the Lakers. say hypothetically they go on a massive win streak because they're only a game behind the Clippers and they now could own the tiebreaker depending. They, they got the Clippers one more game, I think. Let's say hypothetically, best case scenario, the Nuggets do it. They get the two LA teams stuck at four and five to play each other in the first round. So that three, all them they leap to three. Okay. So now let's say they have to play Portland. What lineup would you throw out there? So it'd be Jamal. Man, do I want to start? I think you. Go I think I keep Will. That they have. Now. I think I, I keep Will because yeah. now with the addition of Norman Powell, I think you put Jamal on Damian. You put Will Barton on either Powell or CJ. Probably, probably Powell, and then Aaron Gordon. Uh, Aaron Gordon on CJ. You could do that. And then MPJ on Covington. Oh, or Covington, yeah. Is he their starter? And then, oh, obviously, Jokic is on Nurkic. But I'd probably start Will. Um, I mean, I guess you could start Monte. But... Defensively, I think you'd get killed. Yeah, I'd probably start Will there. Um, yeah, I think I'd start Will. Okay, if it was who, Dallas, I think I'd start Will as well. Okay, who's your three? Who's your three against uh, off the bench against Portland? I'm only giving you three. Let me write this down. This is very stressful. So who did I say would start Will? And this is hypothetical if they get the three seed and if the Nuggets are healthy. That's obviously a big factor. So if it's Portland, I'd obviously PJ. PJ would have to. Um, Cantor. 
do I want size for Cantor? I mean, can 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 Paul? Because Cantor's a legit six ten. Jamichael and Paul are six eight ish. I might say Javale and Monte. So Monte, PJ, and Javale would be my three. And then you know maybe maybe um, Paul gets spot minutes here and there if there's foul trouble or something like that. But he's on the outside looking in. He's I like would that, think so. He's like that ninth guy. Because I think okay. Portland's going to go smaller. Well, it right. also depends too. Is Zach Collins going to be back? Because if Zach Collins is back, then it's a little bit different. Then I think you have to find a way to get Millsap in the game because you need more height. So I mean, listen, Monte's not going to be the the guy looking out. Like Monte's going to no. get his minutes. So. I mean, yeah, Malone Monty's might have to play nine. Monty's your six man. Uh, okay, what about Dallas? Dallas, I would, because that's that's also not a big team. Because who do they have off the bench? Kleba, um, Brunson. Um, I'd probably. I don't know if I'd do Javale because Boban doesn't play that much. So it'd probably be PJ Monte. And either Paul or Jermichael. Okay, so. and if they throw Bob, Boban out there, you put in. JaVale. Yeah, you'd have to throw in Javale, but usually Boban does. I mean, but they've been Dallas does that a lot. Like Carlisle puts Boban in against Denver a lot. Against the Nuggets, yeah, because he knows it's a yeah Nuggets. So I mean, I guess if they put Boban in, then sure, I'm gonna have to utilize Javale. But I really think, I mean, now that I think about it, I think it's I think it's gonna be PJ Monte, Javale and and uh, Paul. And Jamichael are going to be the the matchup based. I think he's going to have to play nine. I don't think he's going to be able to get away from not playing nine. But, but again, if this starting five is so good in the playoffs, when you need it, you know, it's it, it, the ninth guy will get like five minutes. You know, it'll be like it'll be short short stretches. And maybe that's Paul. Yeah, maybe that's Paul because I think I think I would trust. I don't well no, that's tough too. I don't know. Who do I trust well, more in spot I, I, minutes? Jamichael or Paul? Javel. It could be Javel just giving you energy. Sure. That's right. Depending you're, on the you're team. Right. You're right. Um okay, let's let's say worst case scenario. You get matched up with the Lakers, you're the four, they're the five. Well, I'm starting JaVale. I, I, would, say that's, I would say that's worst case scenario. Yeah. But I'm starting JaVale. So it's it's Jamal, MPJ, Aaron Gordon, Jokic, and JaVale. Because okay. who's who's the Lakers starting five? Obviously it's it's LeBron, it's A D. Drummond, Schroeder. Drummond. Does Schroeder start for them? Yes. I believe he, spart- he starts at point. Okay. I, I don't know. I mean, I'll, we'll see because we haven't seen Is them it Schroeder, KCP, or is it KCP, Kuzma? No, no, no. Kuzma comes off the bench. Okay. So then it'd be Schroeder, KCP. So then for that, I'm, I'm putting Gordon on LeBron. I'm putting um, JaVale on AD. Obviously, Jokic is going to Drummond. Um, I'd probably, I mean, Jamal could take either, you know, Schroeder or KCP. Like, those guys are, I mean, I'd, I'd be fine with either Will or him guarding those guys. But now I think you match up a little bit better against the Lakers. Yeah. I don't know if that puts He's you over the top. The because they have Kuzma, Montrose Harrell, and... Caruso. Yeah. It'd be Caruso. Yeah, I would say that's their eight. So then they, they run an eight. They're not going to run a nine. Yeah. Well, I mean, who's? I mean, Wesley Matthews uh, is he going to well, get spot I guess, minutes? I guess Marcus Soul. 
or the Could Morris, the other Morris twin. Or, or no, yeah, I forgot about Morris. Yeah, it would um, be Morris. But at that point, I think for that team, go nine. it's I think you're gonna have to go nine this year. But I think it, it's Monte, and in this particular matchup, maybe it's Monte because the Lakers are a bigger team still. You know, Kuzma's coming off the bench. I think maybe you have to do Monte, Paul, and um, either PJ or Jermichael. They might all have to play. So I, I, I don't think he's going to be able to get away from nine. Now, whoever's the ninth guy in a given series, he may get, like you said, the five to seven minutes. But right. I trust Paul in five to seven minutes. I trust Jermichael in five to seven minutes of action. You know, Monte's not going to get relegated to that. I, I, I think I generally would trust PJ, but... Listen, Aaron Gordon changes everything about this team. They're well, able to I mean, match up better with everybody. Right. I I don't think going down the list, obviously we saw them against the Clippers. I mean, we can look at Utah and Phoenix, but again, I just don't think it's good. Man, Utah's won eight in a row. Phoenix has won five in a row. Ooh, I don't know if anyone's catching them. I, I thought the, one of the LA teams would catch them. Obviously, the Lakers won't. The Clippers, I thought, would, but the Clippers, they're so inconsistent. Yeah. Um, and I think Denver's just a little too far out. Yeah, no one's like catching Denver, Utah unless they go on some massive like injury, some right. COVID hits them. No one's yeah. gonna catch Utah. Um, I, you could possibly catch Phoenix, but Phoenix is Phoenix so well. Phoenix maybe, and I think their schedule is a little bit lighter. I don't think they face a ton of Houston. I mean, the Wednesday game against Utah—that's gonna be a marquee. They game. got they got Utah and LA in back to back. Those are measuring stick games for yeah. them. So, and they're and both national Washington, TV. Houston, Miami's tough, Sacramento, San Antonio, Milwaukee. Milwaukee. Tough, Ooh, that, tough. that stretch Ooh, right there. That stretch. Milwaukee, <laughs> Philly. I mean, Boston is, but, but like, these, you still can't take them lightly. Um, Brooklyn. And, and I mean, the Knicks. Slightly. Like, the Knicks. Then, they're fighters. Then, all right. And then the, then the Clippers. Utah. And the, then Utah. Ooh, that is a brutal stretch of. Brutal. Ugh. They have a tough last, I would say, 15. You know what? If anybody hops Phoenix, it would be in that stretch right there. Yep. So that almost makes these two games, Wednesday and Thursday of next week, and those are back-to-backs. Yeah. That, and one's a home, and one's an away. Phoenix Phoenix might have the toughest schedule the rest of the way. I thought it was kind of light. I'm curious to see what the win, like what team has the toughest schedule from here on out. They're up there. That's a, that's a... Well, tough yeah, schedule. that remember, remember the Nuggets already went through their tough schedule because uh, their second half of their schedule, I believe, is lighter than at least the first half. Yeah. So the Nuggets could catch Phoenix. They would have to get hot. The, the, the Clippers game was huge. Then it's that stretch the right there. Though. Massive because now they got Orlando, Detroit, San Antonio back to back. They can win those four games. They should win those four games. Denver should be on an eight-game winning streak by April 10th. Well, I mean, and even looking at Phoenix's get to close the year, I mean, your last five are against, as of right now, playoff teams or playoff caliber teams. You have at Lakers, at Golden State. I would assume Steph and Draymond would be healthy for that, so that's not a game that you can just take lightly. I think I would take Phoenix in that game, but it's did not you a see Golden State get beaten. Well, yeah, but Steph and Draymond did see, didn't. Play I, well, I know, so. but did you did you see that well, score? Yeah, that was yeah, nuts. they lost by seventy. That's like when I'm trying to you know I'm badge grinding in two K and I have on pro mode, <laughs> right. and I put right. up you know I get a sixty point victory, but that's a tough stretch. You got at L A Lakers, at Golden State, Portland, 
and then two against San Antonio, who I get San Antonio, they're they're kind of stuck in the middle of like, are we tanking? Are we not tanking? But I mean, still, that's three tough games at least. And before that, they have the Knicks. Like the Knicks are, they're a playoff team now. They're like one game above or below five hundred, something like that. But they're a scrappy team this year. Yeah. Like you just can't take the Knicks lightly. So okay. listen to the next last fifteen. Then you got Portland at Portland at Golden State. Then you got Houston, Memphis, New Orleans, Toronto. Then at LA, uh, Clippers and Lakers are going to stay in LA for those three days. Then you got the Knicks at Utah and then Brooklyn. They got at Utah and Brooklyn back to back. That's tough. But then to end your last four, you got Charlotte, Minnesota, and Detroit, and then Detroit, and then at Portland that last yeah. game. Well, the, so that's not a that's not a brutal schedule. You got tough games, but that's not a brutal schedule. Well, I mean that that stretch in May to May eighth, though. I mean from yeah. Clippers, Lakers, Knicks, Utah, Brooklyn. Right. That's on tough. a back to back, that that's, that's where Denver that's could lose back. ground. But but so. they don't have they don't have like Phoenix has like a fifteen game stretch where it's like. All no, right, you get one game where it's a that play. that stretch of Milwaukee, Philly. We assume Joel is going to be back. That's 18 days from now that they play them. Milwaukee, Philly, Boston, Brooklyn, Clippers, Utah. Oh. <laughs> that's brutal. Ugh. Now, luckily, there's not many back to backs in there. They actually don't have any back to backs in there. So that's a, that's the good part. At least most of it's on the road. Like that's a five game road trip right there for them. I mean, Phoenix, I, they're not locked in. They're not locked in at two now that we see their stretch. But I think that makes these these games against Utah and L.A. early in the next few days critical. They have to win those. And and they're kind of like Denver, too, in that they, they play down to those bad Eastern Conference teams. So it's going to be crucial that they take care of business against U- the Utah Washingtons. Has of, Utah has a ridiculously easy schedule. I mean, you got just, a couple tough ones, but they got Orlando, then at Dallas, have Phoenix. Doesn't their, doesn't their whole run like I get it? They're they're a really good basketball team. No one I don't, I don't think is denying that they're not a good basketball team. Um, their run just feels so Denver Nuggets esque of yesteryear to where it just feels fluky. Like everybody's playing so great, they're almost they've almost been playing too great the for such an extended period that you just feel like it can't be sustained. Like they have talent, they're a really good basketball team. I'm not trying to knock Utah. Um, I don't like Utah, but I'm not. Right. I, you can't deny it. I just, I just don't think they're as good as people think. Well, and and here's the thing: if if Dallas, for whatever reason, gets that eight seed, I that that I think they I would, would beat be Dallas. Shocked. But you can't you can't over. And that's the thing: I was watching NBA TV the other night, or was it was it TNT when the Nuggets were were on. And it was, they were talking about like who's who do you who do you want to see in the West if you're one of these teams? And it's like, well, I don't want to see any of these teams. Like, yes, there's more favorable matchups, but when you look at the West, it's a literal murderer's row. It's one jazz. through seven. One the through Suns. seven is brutal. Yes. Well, and I think if Golden State sneaks if in, Golden which State I think eventually they will. Yeah. You still don't want to see Steph in the playoffs, knowing yeah, what he can do. You don't want to see Golden State as an eight seed. No, Are you kidding me. I don't. I don't want to see them. And it's like I don't. I don't want to see Dallas with like now. I'm more comfortable with that matchup. But like I still don't want to have to go up against Luca. And I, I'm, I'm thinking Chris Dapps will f- figure it out and put it together. Even though the other night he shot like two of nine. <laughs> um, in Portland, like we know. 
Is Portland probably the scariest matchup in the first round for anybody? I think so. Because you just know what Damien does, and it's just <laughs> as, they, as and far CJ. as as far as the lower seed six, seven, eight goes. Yeah, and what's crazy? They're only half a game behind Denver. Yeah. There could be a situation where it goes Utah, Phoenix, Denver, Portland. Wouldn't be shocked. <sighs> Man, the as Lakers, a... the Lakers could easily fall to six. Yeah, well, I mean, but they're they're not gonna, which they shouldn't. They're not gonna rush AD and, and LeBron back for seeding yeah. purposes, which they shouldn't. But, but but that would suck if Denver gets that three seed and then it's like uh, the Lakers, okay. <laughs> or or if they fall to seven and Phoenix is like we made the playoffs, then we get LeBron <laughs> in the first. Well, round. I don't. The, the, the Dallas would have to go. Huh? They're, Dallas is one three in a row. The I mean, Lakers, that would have to be like a catastrophic drop by the Lakers. And they've and, and won three in a row, it should have, right, It should have already happened with yeah. the Lakers. The Lakers have won a couple yeah. where it's they've, like... Okay. Well, they've, I guess they've only won one in a row. But they've started to figure it out a little bit. But yeah. it's just, as, an, as a Nuggets fan, I'm like, I hate the Western Conference. But like as a basketball fan, I'm like, man, the West is so freaking fun. I, I mean, love at this. Least, at least you don't have to play Brooklyn. Well, yeah. And like, could you imagine though if the, if if we did one through sixteen this year, like the I'm, the matchups I'm, you'd see in that? I'd be curious to see what those matchups would be. Yeah, uh, let's. I, I'm curious. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna map it out. Do you have anything you want to get to while I map this out? Um, that would that would be tough. Like I'm looking at it now. You would have, let's see, I all eight seeds in the East would be in the top. Well, it'd be Brooklyn. Well, no, Utah. So Utah would be your one. Brooklyn would be your two. Philly would no, be your three. No, 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 no. Phoenix would be your two. 34 and... Oh, yeah, no, no, that's true. So Phoenix would be your two. Brooklyn would be your three. Philly would be four, right? Yes. And then... Oh, well, there's a league tab. Is there? Okay, so yes. So it'd go Utah... God. Really? It would go... Yes. It, it would wow. go Utah, Phoenix, We're Brooklyn. Smart. Then Philly... <laughs> we're so stupid how did we pass college <laughs> philly milwaukee two la teams denver portland dallas okay we're uh, 16 Oh, boston would miss it well boston and uh new york are tied but boston would miss it so it would okay be, so new york be, the knicks would be your 16 seed yeah it would be utah Ooh. versus new york the knicks boring phoenix versus memphis horrendous brooklyn versus miami that'd be fun eh, might be decent for like a game yeah uh philly versus atlanta i wouldn't mind seeing trey in the playoffs but that would be a, probably a sweep uh milwaukee versus charlotte that, that's a definite sweep. sweep god the east is so bad um the clippers versus san antonio that's a sweep lakers versus dallas okay now we're starting to get in of course the nuggets versus portland i hate it i hate it here <laughs> i hate it I hate it. Gosh. Portland is like the bigger brother that just never leaves you alone. And they just keep no. picking on you. Go home. No one likes you anymore. Ask for a trade already, Damien. They're I'm tired of Rip City. They are literally in the middle. Yeah. That would That's be the best series right there by far. Uh, yeah. Well, the Lakers and, and Dallas would be fun. That'd be a close second. But no one would drag it out. No one drags out a playoff series like the Nuggets. The Nuggets like to selfishly make it 
uh, like death for their fans yeah, to watch. Well, here, here's another question that we can get to. Um, so, so the Nuggets, when you look at year one, okay, so year one, they, uh, they beat San Antonio seven and then they beat Portland in seven or they lost to Portland seven, right? Yeah. The next year you go down three, one in both series, you win in, in seven and then mm-hmm. you lose to LA in five. Yeah. But looking at those first two rounds, do you think that Denver has learned a little bit as far as closing teams out earlier? Do you think <laughs> no. that they will? Do you think that they, at least this year, do you think they will come into the playoffs a little bit more on fire as as far as not waiting till they're in a tough situation to get going? Do you think Nikola Jokic, Jamal Murray, do you think they'll kind of be like, okay, especially because this season and we saw um I think everyone got a little emotional with the fans in the stadium. Yeah. If, if, if there's going to be fans in the playoffs, the Nuggets will have home court. Yep. Like officially real home court advantage. Do you think that they they close out teams a little bit easier this year with their talent level? If we're if we're saying that they are now with the Lakers and the Clippers as far as the top 3 teams in the West, do they close out teams like <laughs> Dallas, Portland, a little bit easier than they would have last year or the year before. Here's what I'll say. I think mentally, yes. (laughs) But will it happen? Probably not. And I think there's two factors. One, because if it's Portland or Dallas you're getting, now if it's like Golden State or San Antonio, yes. But obviously they would have to be a two or one to get that. But I think if it's one of those teams, yes. But I think part of it's going to be because of the team that they'll face, whether it's Portland, Dallas, L.A., one of the L.A. teams. And part of it is just the Nuggets just like to make things entertaining for the rest of basketball fans, but near death for their own fans. They just they just like to take things down to the wire. And given with how this team plays in third quarters, they've given up a lot of big leads this year. I think... I'm just hoping that they start a series better. I'm not going to say that it can't go seven because the the West is just loaded. Like, I mean, I don't think it's a knock on a team to say if they go six or seven because the, I mean, do I expect them to win in five over Portland? Maybe six. If it's five, it's going to be five knockdown drag out games. I mean, they're not going to blow Portland out. Now, Dallas, I would say that they should beat them in six if not five but again it's going to be knocked down drag out type of game so i think they have learned to maybe start series better mm-hmm. but as far as like oh they need to close it out in this amount of time i just don't think we're there yet because part this team just loves drama they just they just they they love it and they flourish in it thankfully like jamal would pass up an open shot for a 27-foot contested fadeaway jumper, and he'll make it. MPJ, the guy is literally in his airspace tickling his nostrils, messing around with his frontal lobe on the contest, and he'd rather take that three. Another thing that bothers me about Jamal, can I just say this? Jamal gets switched on a big so much, and he just never attacks the big. He just never no, wants he, to attack he the big. To, he, he wants to take the step back. As soon as he, he sees the big, he's like, oh, yeah, through the legs three times. And he takes a step back. And I'm just like, here we go. He's going to do it again. I know where this is going. And every time <laughs> you know it goes what's the funny same place. Is most of the time it goes in. 
half of it half of the time it does hey that's a pretty good but i'm just like every time he gets it like normal point guards like cp3 or you know john moran you know damien they they attack the guy jamal's like yes this gives me license to take 10 more steps back. Well, and I'm just like, yeah, oh it's a little Steph-ish. Uh, it Steph is. likes to do that too. But I'm just like, why? His favorite, his favorite player growing up was Steph, so that's why. At, but you know what? You Kind of like we said with Will Barton, you have to take Jamal's good with Jamal's bad. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of painful moments with Jamal. The behind-the-back passes... Yeah, that, I don't get. I don't get his every his pass. I, I, I every pass to Jokic is behind the back, and I'm just like, please, Jamal, just give him a simple chest pass for for all that is holy. I, I just give him a chest, I, I, chest that's pass. That's one of the weirdest things with Jamal. Yes, but you have to take all that. His his yeah. contested jumpers over bigs, rather than take him to the basket. All of it. You got to live with that I because. Forward, and when I see when I see a big get switched, I'm like, oh, here we go. Yeah. Well, when I see I it, I'm excited. like, yeah. You say, oh, here we go. I'm like, oh, here we go. <laughs> That's what I say. But you have to take the good with the bad because then you see him do things like he did the other night to where it's, oh, Kawhi's in my face. I'm going to hang in the air for 10 seconds and shoot the floater in its net. Oh, Marcus Morris or whichever Morris is out there is closing out. Boom, bucket with two minutes left to push the game out. And it's just like, okay. I mean, he makes those. And then, you know, you have Jokic. I mean, you have to take some of Jokic's bad too. You know, his... His constant complaining. He does complain a lot still. Um, his stupid fouls still gets me. He does dumb things. But then, you know, he does the beautiful sh- Sambor shuffle. Or, you know, he he the way he just maneuvers the ball in his hand. The, like, ball, the one-handed matter. catch and just, he just kind of <laughs> held it up because no one could reach. And he's like, there you go. <laughs> I'm just <laughs> like, he just catches it and he just does like weird things. I swear his wrist. Is trying to like reach the ball. <laughs> his wrist spins like an owl's head. It goes 360. I swear it does. It's just a revolving hand and he's just like. And then he just lays it up. And I'm just like, how do you do that? How do you do that? You know what's the crazy thing is. Jamal's what, 25, 24? 24. 24 Jokic is 25, almost 26. So maybe it may have already turned 26. Yeah. MPJ's um, 22. <laughs> MPJ's 22. And by the way, Aaron Gordon's 25. Is he really? Wow. Yeah. 25, 26. It's all, it's so, it's right there. It is there. This is right the best there. chance they have. Yeah. Th- it's a two to three year window. Because, because, well, I would say this season might be their best chance. Well, again, at least get into the finals, because you know the two LA teams they're gonna they're gonna at least the Lakers will retool, the Clippers we'll see, because Kawhi Leonard can leave. He can. We will see what happens with that, um, because if he joins a team like Phoenix, mm-hmm. or a team like Utah, or a team like, you know, the Lakers, say they he says screw it, I'm gonna go join. LeBron and AD, <laughs> Brooklyn. And things change, right? But as far as getting to the finals, yeah. this is the Nuggets' best chance and will probably be their best chance until maybe three, four years down the road. Let me ask you this because I was thinking this about this this morning. If Brooklyn, you know, if it was just KD and Kyrie, I'd be feeling really good. Would this be the Nuggets' best chance the, to win? To win it, yes. Yes, I, I would say this is their best chance to get to the finals in the West, at least for the next three years. I would say that third, fourth year down the road, that's going to be their best chance to win it. Um, and, and Stephen A. said, yeah, it's funny, Stephen A. Uh, was saying that this Nuggets team, 
if they keep Aaron Gordon and MPJ hits that next level, they will win a championship within that within the next three years. And I agree with that. Yeah, but but a lot is right on MPJ. That's that's the thing. Well, we like, thought too, like it was okay. Jokic can get them to the playoffs, mm-hmm. but Jamal has to take them to the next Jamal level. Can, now Jamal can get now them to the conference finals. Jokic will get you there. Jamal can get you through everybody, but MPJ, if he's he hits his ceiling, he's the one that's over the top. Like yeah, he's the one that puts you over the top. Yeah. Um, because again, now it's we go back to. Okay, yes, the Lakers have a better one than Jokic. But is it is it LeBron and then six feet of space in Jokic? No. No, not anymore. It's maybe two feet, three feet. Oh. Is It's AD and then it's Jamal. Well, is it six feet of space between AD and Jamal? Not the way AD plays. Maybe two right or three. Now. Well, and his injuries too, right? Yeah. yeah. Who's six feet ahead of MPJ that's on the same team as two other stars? No one. And if he, they're... He he might be the one six feet ahead yeah. of the other team's three. The only team now, that's when, like when that Kuzma, is Brooklyn. When Kuzma plays MPJ, he likes to, you know, Kuzma all of a sudden becomes yeah. like, like MPJ's level He's when, like, yeah. when they play each other. I love this. It's like it's like the, it's the Spider-Man meme. One of them is the black suit side Spider-Man <laughs> and the other is the, right. the regular one. Um, so it's just, I just don't like Kuzma gets up for that. He just loves playing MPJ. And I feel like MPJ is just like, leave me alone, nerd. Like <laughs> you wish you could be me. I'm way better than you. <laughs> like so just you're, leave. you're the, you're the poor ver. You're Cliff Paul. I'm Chris Paul. Leave me alone. <laughs> Go away. Uh, but no, it's the only team that's like that, that you can look at the three and say, their one's better than our one. Their two's better than our two. Their three's better than our three. It's, it's Brooklyn. It's Brooklyn. But again, it's not. KD is six feet better than Jokic. It's not hard. Well, there might be like four or five feet between Harden, Harden and, <laughs> and Jamal. Yeah. But is I mean, there might be like four or five feet from Kyrie and MPJ. Yeah, but there, still, there's a pretty big. There's a pretty big gap. Right. There's a pretty big gap. But again, they're all 20, 29, 30. Mm-hmm. These guys here, they're 22, 24, 25, or 20, 22, 25, 26. So like. They still got a lot of time. Now, a lot can change, but this is looking like, and we, we've talked about it in the past couple of years, they're getting close to that point where Golden State was when they started to win their championships before KD. Mm-hmm. Like, they are getting, they are getting very close. But even then, if, even if you hit that, there's no guarantee because There's we no saw game. it with OKC. You had three MVPs on one team and a defensive player in the year in Serge Ibaka, and you still didn't get it done. You yeah. made it, but well, when it's you because ran into of LeBron. who you run into, there's always going to be the one or two greatest players in the league, and and the Nuggets just don't have that. The the Nuggets look, Jokic is a top five guy. And and look, you could probably make an argument he's top four right now, right? It, it goes I would say so. LeBron, KD, I'd probably put Harden at three, and then Jokic. It's mm-hmm. it's pretty close as far as not necessarily MVP, but who the best players in the league are. So if you run into one of those guys, it's you know it, it's tough. It's tough because at the end of the day, it's it's not who your top five is as far as winning the championship. It's who's your best one. Who who do you have? Do you have LeBron? Are you playing LeBron? Do you have KD? Are you playing KD? 
And then once yeah. you get past those two, it's like, okay, well, if you're not playing against either of those two and you don't have either of those two, it gets interesting. But you're going to have to play one of those two at some point. And if you want to win the whole thing, you're going to have to go through both of them. Mm-hmm. They're going to have to beat LeBron and they're going to have to beat Kevin Durant if they want to win this year. And it's just not going to happen. And by the way, I haven't said it yet, but I say it almost every time we talk about the Nuggets getting to the finals. LeBron James has made it to 10 straight when he's made the playoffs. Until he doesn't, he's going to get there. So mm-hmm. depending on injuries, that's the, only, that's the only way that derails him from getting to the finals is injuries. Yeah. He's done it 10 straight years. So you either got to have Golden State type level of team or you're not going to beat him. You have to out-talent him. <laughs> you, it has to be the Avengers it's, it's versus Thanos. It, it's, <laughs> right. It, it's that meme of you need five guys to beat this one guy. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That's what it takes. Yes. Yep. Uh, it's it's going to be fun. We're coming down the stretch of it. And this team, this Nuggets team is so exciting now. Granted, They've entered the room, though. They, they, have, they have officially sure. entered that room with the Lakers, sure. the Clippers, and the Nets. They've yep. entered that room. And I, I think, you know... A lot of Utah fans, you probably throw Phoenix fans in there too. You have to ask coach. But well, I think Phoenix fans know that this team is pretty young. They're not there yet. Sure, but I think I think a lot of Phoenix fans... They're, they're where the Nuggets were two years ago. They Well, they're back, and they're not only back. They're not just like squeaking into the eight seed, right? Like the Nuggets were. Like well, the Nuggets were saying. a game away against that you know that Minnesota well, no, team that they lost. When the, but, Nuggets, when the Nuggets first made the playoffs, they made it as a two seed. That was two years ago. Right, but like you, you just – you're, you're a little overzealous in your expectation. Right. Because you're, there's, you're there's something to it that, yes, you have Chris Paul, but you have to go through it. And it's a series like it's not a one game thing. It's not the NFL to where, you know, the six seed can have a great day and take out the two seed. It just doesn't happen like that. So but I think Utah fans and Phoenix fans are like, well, look at the years we're having. And now you're talking about Denver, who they're just now figuring out. And now they're better than I think a lot plays into experience. A lot of it's about matchup. And when you see the horses now that Denver has with Jokic turning into what he's turned into, with Jamal now being what he is, with MPJ taking the next step in his progression, and then Aaron Gordon, who is, I would say, an all-star fringe type of player, um, he's your fourth option, and maybe on some nights your fifth option. So it's going to be a fun team to watch. I'm excited for the playoffs. I'm excited to see this team grow. Um, Before we wrap, though, uh, Monte Morris should be back on Sunday. So that's at least an upgrade. But do you know who they play on Sunday? Orlando. Is that Gary playing or is he still I, I don't know. I don't think Gary's playing. But it's just going to be just so just. Ugh. They might they might be Orlando by 40. Orlando's not very good. I just feel so bad for Gary. Well, they, traded, they traded all their good players. But yeah, well, yeah. That, that might be a 40 point win for the Nuggets. The way the Nuggets are playing right now with Monte back. Well, I mean, at least in the first quarter. I mean, good. Luck. I mean, I had the stat up too. I need to find it again. But the Nuggets are in their three games are like outscoring teams by forty. Their starting five yeah. is outscoring the other yeah, starting it's five. It's ridiculous. So, yeah, good luck, Orlando. I mean, RJ Hampton, you're gonna get a lot of minutes now, son. So <laughs> there you go, run wild. But I just feel so bad for Gary. But it's gonna you be what, weird bro? seeing him on the bench. This would be a hell of a year to win it because Gary would get a ring. <sighs> yeah. Like if if he the Nuggets it. like 
if like I could pick any year for the Nuggets to win a championship over the next five years, it would be this year. Not just because it's the soonest, but because Gary would then get a ring. Because yeah. he deserves it. Even if it's five years from now and they win it, they should still make one for Gary. Because he is part of the reason why. It just sucks. It just sucks because it was it was out of his control. It's nothing yeah. that he could really control. The, the injuries came and then the confidence as a result of not playing as much. And it's just... Uh, it's it's gonna be tough, but this team is in a good spot. There's now a legitimate window for two or three years, maybe two, more than three, depending on you know if they can, you know, get a contract charged, done. But. Aaron Gordon is that type of player where they can resign because he might just love it here. Well, I'm worried not, about it's what it's gonna like, be with MPJ though. What is because he's gonna be near max well, money. Well, no, at, at this point it's the Nuggets. It will. It's on the ownership because. Uh, Gordon won't be someone where it's like, oh, I, I want to have a bigger role. Like, he's not going to want that, right? And if you can offer him the same money, which the Nuggets have offered the same money to Jeremy Grant, then yes. Now, the question is, will the Nuggets, are the Nuggets willing to go into the luxury tax? They have to if they want to win a championship. Right. But that's the question. Because you have if, the pieces. Because Aaron Gordon, you have Aaron Gordon for the rest of this year and next year. So that year after, you're going to have to pay MPJ and Aaron Gordon. Mm -hmm. You can go into luxury tax because you traded for Aaron Gordon, so you have his bird rights. So you can sign all four of them. You're going to, and, and you'll be able to re-sign. You'll still have Monte, and so you'll still have a solid team. You're going to have to let Will go. Uh, you're going to lose Millsap. But again, are you willing to go into the luxury tax for this group? Because at that point, if you are that good and say you get one, one say you win it this year or next year, hypothetically, all of a sudden, guys are going to be wanting to come play for you. Just like guys wanted to go play for Golden State when they were winning. Well, I think as long as you have the two main guys here, as long as it's Jamal and Jokic, or hell, even Jokic, guys are going to want to play here. Yeah. Because guys now recognize him as, okay, yeah, he's kind of goofy. You know, he's kind of he's awkward. But he's fun to play with. There's no ego. He has the talent of a one-star, but he doesn't demand to be the guy. He'll let you shine. Like, Jokic has put up, what, like 16 and 17 points in these past he's, few games? He's literally hurting his own MVP case right now. Yeah. These last three games. He doesn't care. Nope. Nope. He, he probably hasn't thought about it once. Like, oh, you know, I only had 14, 7, and 7 today. Ah, that hurts my numbers. I might not win MVP. He, he's not going to think that w one second. We are. <laughs> We're like, hey. Yes, inside, <laughs> I'm, want an I'm, MVP here. <laughs> I'm literally crying a river every night when I go to bed. But it is what it is. If it if it means, here's what I'll say. I'd rather Nikola Jokic win finals MVP than right. the regular season MVP. I'll, I'll take that any day, any moment. I'll, I'll take, take a finals I'll appearance. Take, I'll take one over five regular season MVPs. Sure. I'll take it. So, and now we can legitimately say there is a for sure window for two years. Yep. There's, there's a championship window for this season and next season. And if you lose it this season, you go all out in free agency. You're and making all, you're, you're taking, you're, you're making all the stops. Like you are Connolly, like he, he saw there was a window this season. So he went out and got Gordon and JaVale. Now, if you get back to the conference finals or you lose in the finals to, to Brooklyn, but you get there now it's okay 
all out luxury tax. Let's go. Now you're putting up the bat signal for Kawhi. Come, <laughs> Come home, champ. We, we need a joker and a robot to take out the Brooklyn Nets. That's what you need. Yeah, um, but I think I think at the bare minimum, because it's so hard to win championships in sports. I think one thing that Nuggets fans should be happy about if this doesn't go the way we all hope. Connolly tried. You can't yeah. say he didn't try. He tried his best to maximize his stars window. Um, and thankfully, Jokic is only 25, so he still has a, a big window to try and maximize. Oh, but as he's on the precipice of his prime, like Jokic is literally in like in the first year of his prime, yeah, like his actual prime. Um, and we're seeing that with an MVP type of season. He's he's at the beginning of his prime and Connolly Con- Connollyizing Connolly is maximizing the window to win. And I can be happy with that. If you don't win, yeah, it sucks. We want to win. But you know what? He's at least trying to do it. He's not continuing to play the just wait it out. Be patient. We're almost there. We have the pieces. Just just wait it out. No, he's like, you know what? This is a chance. I'm going to take it. I'm going to risk it. And I think that'll pay off in the long run. Long run. Yeah. Hopefully it's with a championship. Well, but And it's funny. I didn't realize, but uh, Jamal and Jokic, their birthdays are four days apart. Yep. They're both in February. Yeah. Um, they're two years apart. 26, 24. MPJ turns 23 in June. <sighs> Guy's such a stallion. So starting next season, you're going to have a 26-year-old, a 24-year-old, and a 23-year-old. All could possibly be all-star players. Maybe the Nuggets here in a few years that have three starters on the Western Conference team. Yeah, that's that's nuts. Oh, and by the way, Aaron Gordon is 25. Oh, man, it's it's there's a legitimate window. Aaron Gordon is 25. He turns 26 in September. We all need to start a GoFundMe, uh, just like as a backup fund for the Nuggets that they can dip into. To, to, <laughs> right. to get free agents. Hey, we you know want the Rockies, the Rockies aren't doing crap. Just give them. Just yeah, give them just pass over the check. Everybody start a fund. The state of Colorado. Sorry, Abs. Sorry, Abs. You're going to get screwed. Yeah. yeah. No one, <laughs> but, even hey. though they're like beating teams 12 to 3 every night, looking like yeah, Denver Broncos scores. And the Broncos are usually on the three end of that, not the 12. But yeah, I mean, I mean, talk about what a good time for the Cronkies. Your two best teams are literally both have ch- have chances to win a championship. They could both be in the finals this year. There's a chance yeah. that they could both be in the well, finals. Well, I, I think many expect the Avs to be in the Stanley Cup. You know what's you know what's funny is that before the Nuggets made the playoffs two years ago, there was I think one maybe yeah, I think it was one season in the last twenty years that they both made the playoffs in the same year. And now, now they made it, it three straight. And not only that but they could both be in the finals mm-hmm. the same year yeah. or within the, or within the next three or five years, they could both be in the finals one or two times each. I'll say this, you know, I only speaking for me, I'm sure it's kind of the same for you, but I'm not a huge hockey fan. I'm not a huge, like I'm not, I wouldn't really characterize myself as an avalanche fan. Like I'll root home team. Like, you know, I'd okay. You know, like, yeah, win a championship, but I'm not like actively watching the games every night or like rooting for them. But if we do not have a championship from one of those two teams within the next five to seven years, at least one, then that's going to be really disappointing because you look at what the nuggets have with their young core. You look at what the abs have, 
you know what Nathan McKinnon brings to that team. Like, I mean, when you, you don't even need to be a hockey fan to just watch him and know, oh, he's different than all the other guys. Like, he just glides across the ice. His speed is, yeah. is stupid. Um, but then you have a guy like Kale McCarr, who's like their version of MPJ. Mm-hmm. He's this uber talented player and he's super young and he could be one of the best at his position someday. And Landy's um, like their Gary Harris. Oh, see, <laughs> that, that might be a little bit disrespectful. He's, he's, he's like, dog, well, I mean, Landis has better, obviously, <laughs> right. and it means more to that team. But as far as the guy that kind of started it. Yeah. Yeah. And they did those commercials to Gary or with Gary, like Landis Gog and Gary. Did they do those altitude commercials so. together? Yeah. I think, yeah. Gary. <laughs> Gary's in the shower. Oh, I miss Gary Harris, man. It sucks. But no, like we should have a championship from one of those two teams within the next five to seven years. It's fun. I'm excited, man. And then, and hey, if the Broncos move up and get that's Justin what I was going to say, I was I was going to say that okay. you paired that with the Broncos and what they're doing. Maybe they turn it around. Maybe they the find way, a way I, to trade I, I to watched, one and get tra- uh, Trevor Lawrence. I watched Justin Fields a little bit. He's good, man. I people forget people get caught up in those two he's, games that, against Northwestern and against um uh I don't know but Northwestern was the number one he did play well defense. in the championship game so well he was he was hurt uh right. he was hurt well, he got he, hurt. but here's the thing he's played Trevor Lawrence twice and he's beat him twice and outplayed him twice and it was always the last three years it, it was always Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields they were the two that everyone was talking about. All of a sudden, Zach Wilson comes out of nowhere. Trey Lance kind of comes out of nowhere. Mac Jones all of a sudden is apparently could be the number three pick. People That's are sleeping on say. Justin Fields. Is Justin Fields' stock is dropping rapidly? Because, and Mac because, Jones' stock is increasing rapidly. And I'm just and, like, and eh, it doesn't make sense. Right here. <laughs> it, it doesn't make sense. It really should be Trevor Lawrence one, Justin Fields two. Now, I think Zach Wilson's talent, raw talent, is ahead of Justin Fields, but I think Justin Fields right now is slightly better. Um, if the if, Here's the thing. If San Fran, if, if, if they take Mac Jones, the Broncos better be trying everything they can to San Fran's Justin at Fields. three, right? Because the yeah. Jets are at two. Yeah. And, and if, man, if Justin Fields is available, ooh, I... You do everything you can because... Well, we got, what, 23 days? He's better. 24 we'll days, see. three we'll weeks, see. little over I, three weeks. Justin Fields is, is best case scenario right now for, for the Broncos. Yeah. Well, and we'll, we'll talk more about the Broncos when we get closer to the yeah, draft, we'll but start doing, this, doing like the more, and I tweeted it, this, there's no reason that this team shouldn't win nine to 10 games next year. Right. Yeah. Like even yeah. if it's drew Locke at the helm, like, I don't yeah. think there's any excuses now at this point because there's so much talent on this team now. Um, defensively offensively if it's drew lock okay he's got another year he, continuity that's what everybody was telling us right is they just need continuity well he's got another year tim patrick says now he's doing things he wasn't doing last year he's coming in early staying late you know taking things a little bit more seriously we saw philip Lindsay. his comments i don't know if you saw that the other day but he told Sirius that drew has the tools uh he just needs to you know essentially grab the bull by the horns that it's it's on drew Drew has has the talent. It's just about taking the step and taking it and grabbing the opportunity. So the Broncos should be a nine to ten win team. I was looking at their schedule. There's no there's only two teams that I could count as for sure losses. The Chiefs game and the Baltimore game, or at least two games that I would pick as losses. Outside of that, I think they'll at the bare minimum split with the Raiders and the Chargers. 
I think they beat off the top of my head. I think they beat Pittsburgh. I think they beat Dallas. I think they beat Jacksonville, Detroit. I think they have the Jets again. Um, I think they beat the Browns. They have so listen. This should be a nine to ten football nine to ten win football team. And if they're not in the wild card, then it's a massive failure, and it just shows that Big Fangio probably shouldn't be the guy. So yeah. Well, it should be the overall same. in Denver sports these past couple of years, or I guess, yeah, like the two, it's three exciting. years before these past couple of years were pretty rough. These past couple of years have been all right. These next two, three years, the, it should be a lot of fun. Well, it's it's kind of like during the Manning years, the Bron- the the Nuggets and Abs were kind of poop, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> they're they're pretty trash. And then at the end, the Abs were were I think they made it to the playoffs and lost to the Wild, and yep. then. Uh, the Nuggets and then it, were in that like playing situation, right? But then from 2015 <laughs> to 2018, it was pretty just crap. And then, or I guess, well, 2016 to 2018, there was those two years just brutal. Nuggets missed the playoffs by game. I was made it, but they lost in the first round. Uh, Broncos were crap and have been crap. And then all of a sudden, the Nuggets started to figure it out. The Avs started to figure it out. Now they've we'll been carrying it. And then yep. the Rockies are just in the corner sniffing glue, you yeah, know, just yeah. kind of like, you know, picking their noses and window licking. So <laughs> they're just like, oh, there's the Rockies over there just hanging out. <laughs> so but they did make the playoffs, though. That what was it three years ago and they lost to the Brewers. Yeah, it was the playing game or something like that. So or not the playing game. It was the just the one wild card game. Right. It was just a one yeah, game something, series. Something like so, that. And then they decided to trade away a future Hall of Famer and money. So they had to pay someone to take a Hall of Famer. Never seen that happen. They literally took the, we'll trade this guy for a bag of peanuts, seriously. They're like, here's peanuts and 50 million (laughs) and a Hall of Famer. Top that. And they're like, we won't. take. Well, yeah, let's do it. They're like, are you sure you don't want more? We could give you Nikola Jokic. We could give you more. So, yeah, the Rockies are... They're in a world of trouble, but they won their first game. They won on opening day. Yeah, one and one. For yeah, yeah. Then they got kicked in the face. Then, then it was back to reality. But for one shining moment, the Rockies were atop the NL West. So <laughs> Yeah, that's the last time for the next yeah. decade. <laughs> yeah, that's 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 pretty much it. That's the only time they can be first in the NL West is winning game one. <sighs> that's that's brutal. I was very depressed because Cameron tweeted me, there's going to be no bets this year. I was like, are you sure? I was hoping that he would tweet out, tweet back at me after they won the first game and be like, no, what? Changing my mind. And I would have jumped on that thing so quick. But speaking of bets, uh, we didn't get to this oh, topic yeah. today. Thank you, Aaron um, Gordon. Uh, for, before we go, I bet. hear me Save out, guys. Here's, hear me out as to why I think the Nuggets should actually tank the next three weeks. Here's why I think this is a good idea. Okay. <laughs> No, I can't even when you. T- so for those who don't get it, we bet we did our Nuggets predictions. Right. And we predicted the record. I think you had 45 wins and I had like 42. And so we decided yeah, something like that. 44 and less or I think it was 44 and up and 43 and less is me. Yes. Yeah. So and it was a crumble. Yeah, we, we, yeah, we bet a $10 crumble or box or whatever. I think it was just a gift card. The gift um, card. Okay. But yeah, it was looking good for me. Like the entire season. 
And then the trade happened and I was living in cloud nine. I'm like hopping around in like fields of bunnies and in my Nikola Jokic onesie and I'm happy. Life is good. And then you tweet me about the bet and literally everything just went black. And I just like my whole world stopped for a moment. And I was like, oh, no. (laughs) How many games do they play this year? 72? 72. So and they're at 30 wins. So there's 24 games left. They would have to win. They just 14 need 14 four games. Wins. So they got to go 14 and 10. <laughs> oh, that's easy. That is that is so that that's that's nothing. They're they're gonna go. Shit. Sorry, cuz they should go. They could possibly go 20 and four. I'm gonna we need. No. I'm gonna need Orlando, Detroit, um, Houston. Uh, um, twice Houston, Toronto, Knicks, Charlotte, Detroit, um, Minnesota. I'm looking at you. I need this. I need you. Would, you. you would rather see the Nuggets drop to a seven seed? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> yes. Not even a question. <laughs> so, you know where my allegiances lie. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. I, I was telling you, I might have to kidnap Nikola Jokic for like four weeks. Nobody's going to know where he's at. You know where he's at? He's in Steven's room eating crumble cookie. And I'm just looking at him like like that video I sent you of Spongebob. Hi, Kevin. <laughs> That's just me in the corner. Hi, Nikola. Hi, Nikola. Do you want another cookie, Nikola? <laughs> Can I get you anything? Well, not only are you going to make him tank to the 7 or 8 seed, gonna make him but fat you're going to make Jokic get fat, and so no. then when he comes back, he's going to be out of shape, he's going to yes. get hurt, and they're going to lose. I do All I for $10 worth of crumble cookie. I never said I didn't have issues. <laughs> so I understand my flaws as a human being. I don't need you to go on here and maximize my flaws. <laughs> and just broadcast it to the entire world. All right. That's going to do it for us today. We had fun for two hours gushing about the Denver Nuggets and, and their prospects. And yep. And then when they that. go over the next week, when they go one and three, we'll be oh, back Jesus. next week saying oh, yes. Fire Malone. Yes. Fire Malone. What did we even trade for Gordon for? Why did we not trade Jamal Murray? And you know what? Though. No, I still I see your little tweets. See, you think you're slick. I see your tweets about like, oh, it's happening. Oh, no, you don't get to do that. You wanted hey, I was to right. jump off the right no, about I was right you don't about you. You just didn't want to play. You, you wanted to take two months off. You do not get to do that. You right. were killing him, murdering him. I was until I realized, wait a minute, he wanted a longer offseason. That's all it was. You're you're awful. You don't hey, get to come back hey, on that train. You know what? I would still trade him for James Harden. I don't care if it's past the trade deadline. I would still do it. I would too. And you would too. <laughs> I'm pretty sure 90% of Nuggets fans It would, would hurt to go. Well, I don't know about that. It would hurt to let go of Jamal. He's made it to a point to where it's like, oh, like it hurts. But then it's like, oh, but we're getting a Hall of Famer back. We don't know if Jamal's going to be a Hall of Famer. He has the talent to be. Mm-hmm. But like Harden's like one of the best scorers like ever. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Now MPJ on the other hand, I remember both of us kind of saying we'd put in him in the trade. Yeah, I don't know if I do that anymore. I think I think in that moment we kind of forgot he was yeah, twenty one years old. We were twenty two years old. We were angry. Things were said. We didn't mean them. <laughs> 
you said them mainly. I was just agreeing. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. So. And by the way, I I've seen all your Jamal tweets. So don't even don't even you you've been on the them. Jamal hate for the last two years. I've been having to to kind of convince you that Jamal, Jamal could be the realism because he couldn't be consistent. Excuse me for not wanting to see five seven of twenty four games and one three you know three hundred point game. So don't even no you don't you don't get to walk hey, back. I was seeing the same just thing. like you don't get to walk back and root for the Broncos this year. So even if they do get a quarterback, you know what? Here's what I hope happens. I hope the Broncos draft Zach Wilson, and you can't even root for them because you're a Chiefs fan now. <laughs> That's what I hope. You walked off the plank. No, I we, did not. We well, we pushed you off the plank. You were was, dropped into was the rooting, ocean I was and we sailed for, away. I was rooting for Brady to lose. Yeah. No. That's what I was you, rooting for. You were rooting for the Chiefs. You said you were a Chiefs fan. Yes, I distinctly I, heard no. those words. I'm a Chiefs fan no. now. I said I'm rooting for the Chiefs in Super Bowl fifty five. I heard I'm, I'm a Chiefs fan and always have been. I may be wrong, but that's what I heard. Pretty sure the people heard it as well. So you were left in the ocean and Nicola and I sailed away <laughs> as we left you off the plank. You and Gary in the water together. Oh, Little twins. That's... Yeah. Yeah. You guys have been left. We didn't want to let Gary go, but there was too much weight on the ship. So we had to throw someone else overboard. Make us go a little faster to our destination. <laughs> <laughs> You're just the dead weight. All right. That's going to do it for us today. Thank you guys for tuning in. We appreciate it. Today was fun. Orlando's going to be rough tomorrow. Whenever they pan to Gary, I'm just not going to look so I don't cry. But uh, and oh, then, yeah, you know, wait, is it here or in Orlando? No, it's here. OK, you know, they're going to put a nice video for yes. Gary and yeah, and I'm going to cry. Jamal might fans, cry, too. And fans will be there. I really hope he plays tomorrow. I don't think he will, but I really hope he does. No, but the fans there, they um. Yeah, give him a standing O, yeah, turds. Whoever goes, yes. I better see Kroenke in the stadium, too, giving a standing O. Yeah, they better. Tim? All, every single Nuggets player better be standing there clapping. Yeah. For, for Gary. That, well, I don't care if JaVel or Gordon isn't. But, you know, the rest of the guys. Yeah. That's going to be an emotional moment. And then after that, you know who you got? Get Detroit. Jeremy Grant, the villain, comes home. <laughs> Yeah, with our, like, with our replacement. Yeah, yeah. He, you know what? Jeremy Grant was the hot girl that left us. And we're like, we were hurt for a little while. Like, really hurt. Like, crying. Like, snot coming down our nose crying. Like, we were really hurt. But we were like, we're fine. We don't even want, we didn't even want you anyway. You weren't even that hot. And then Aaron Gordon was like, hey, guys. And we're like, oh, she's hotter. <laughs> so, that's what we're going to do. When Jeremy Grant comes here, we're like, oh, yeah. You're ugly. That freckle that we overlooked ugly Aaron Gordon she has no freckles and she loves me okay we're done <laughs> we need to we need to wrap it up my pickle juice is getting in my veins I'm, I'm feeling a little rowdy all right that's gonna do it for us today oh boy too bad we're not a bigger podcast I really think we could entertain the masses from Brandon Stoll on the other side I'm Stephen Priest Jr. This is this has been the Behind the Glass Ooh, Sports Podcast. Yeah.